Welcome to your call to action with your host Simon Bruno, sharing inspiration and motivation from the e-commerce world. Today, this is your call to action. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Your Call to Action, the e-commerce podcast for those looking to take action to grow their e-commerce store. Today, I'm with Ian Calvert from Broom e-commerce. How's it going, Ian? It's going well, mate. It's going well. Glad to be here and glad uh, glad about the subject that we're going to talk about. It's a, a passionate subject yeah, of mine. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. I can't wait. So for those who don't know what we're going to be talking about today, it's all about dropshipping and why it's not a great business idea. But before we get into that, uh, Ian, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. My name is Ian Calvert. Um, it's Ian, not Lane. Um, my parents decided to spell my name with two I's. So on a daily basis, I normally get high Lane, how it's going. Somebody trying to sell me something on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, I've been, I'm originally from the UK, as you can tell, but I moved to the great country of Australia in 2011 and now proud Australian citizen. Yep. And I've been working in e-commerce since 2003. 2003 in the UK, I worked for a retailer running their e-commerce store and we grew uh, the chain of stores to, we got up to about 20 and then we got bought by Billabong. So then I became part oh, of right. Billabong, okay. yep. uh, which is um, Billabong, Element, at the time was Dekine, Nixon, basically pretty much all sorts of surf brands. Um, I'm a very passionate uh, wakeboarder and surfer. That's my thing. I always disappoint other Aussies when they say that, when they ask if I'm into the EPL or cricket, I'm like, nah, none of that. I'm a pure <laughs> wakeboarder and surfer. Yeah. So I um, decided that I wanted to move somewhere a little bit warmer and sunnier and, uh, and landed on Brisbane and um, got a job working for a digital marketing agency there called Reload Media and worked there for six years. Fantastic time. Absolutely loved it. Decided I wanted to work remotely. Ended up working for a uh, European um, tech business. They basically did web hosting. I say European. Right. It was Bulgaria. One <laughs> <laughs> for another time. Actually, really big. Basically, they're, they're one of the biggest WordPress hosts, sort of like in the world. Oh, right. Okay. Commerce and stuff like that. So I was doing all their marketing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so I did that for a year and then decided I wanted to, to work for myself. So I then, uh, I'm an e-commerce consultant, uh, but what I've done, probably the point of interest here is I've set up a brand called Boom E-commerce. It's basically to help train Aussies within e-commerce. It's a, a no, an OBS guide to what you need to do based on experience and helping people get good results. Yeah, awesome. How did you exactly get into the e-commerce scene? So you started 2003. Like, was yeah. that an interest of yours? or? Well, before that, I, so I, I studied product design and then I got into web design. And I'm lucky enough to have the gift of dyslexia, which means I'm very good at solving problems, but I'm terrible at spelling. So when you code stuff and you spell it incorrectly, it becomes incredibly frustrating. I remember the first yeah. time ever writing some HTML and writing color. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I was spelling it the English way, and you have to write it the American way, and it just wasn't working. But anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. So then I, so I actually then ended up doing um, digital marketing, and it was very generic sort of like digital marketing, recently uh, SEO, yep. email, and stuff for an agency in the UK. And then I got an opportunity to work for a skate, surf, and snow brand, and as a, you know, I was a snowboarder at the time, yep. skateboarder. Uh, I thought all my Christmases came at once. So I got to do all the great geeky digital marketing stuff 
that for all these really really interesting brands and i was i was basically their customer so i really got to understand yep. it really well that's, nice that's really where i earned my stripes and i just kind of worked it out and they're actually they're still a client to today yes that's a good introduction to you so i think we can get into the to the main meat of the podcast which is all that drop shipping i thought i'd get you on because i saw uh, an advertisement that you had out about why drop shipping is bad and i just thought getting in contact with you and uh, obviously, it's now 2021. It's the first podcast of 2021. A lot of optimism, a lot of people wanting to start their own e-commerce brand as well. And obviously, I think dropshipping is probably the most, uh, I want to say most famous way to start a brand, but I might- Let's use the word hyped, right? shall we? Hyped, yeah, hyped. There we go, that's a better word. So for those who don't know what dropshipping is, uh, why don't you just uh, give us a little brief rundown Okay, so uh, the technicalities of dropshipping are that you can sell other people's products online without actually buying them up front. You sell them, you pass the order to the manufacturer, and they will send the product to the to the customer. So therefore, yep. yeah, in theory, you've got to put very little money down, and there's a whole plethora of products that you can sell. Um, that's the that's, that's the crux of, of, of dropshipping, should we say? If you were to yeah. If you looked it up in the dictionary. Yeah. So why, why do you think it's so attractive to aspiring e-commerce business owners? So it's appealing because lots of people want to set up their own business, particularly in Australia. It was really interesting coming yeah. from the UK to Australia and seeing how many small businesses there were. Lots of franchises, lots of people working for themselves. It's a very, very sort of big population. Of, of small business owners however yep. setting up a business is difficult you need money to do it you need yep. uh, money to invest in doing it you need money to kind of pay sort of like just for general living expenses so you know if you're not living with your parents or you, know, you haven't got somebody to support you it becomes quite difficult and mm. also there's certain skills that are kind of needed drop shipping is presented by people selling the ability to do it as a very simple way to set up your own business and make what they claim millions of dollars in very short spaces of time. Yep. It essentially is the modern get-rich-quick scheme. That's why it's okay. appealing because uh, and we've all been through it, right? I'm, I'm, sure you, uh -huh. I'm sure when you started in your career, I'd look at it and go, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, I'll be the first one to admit it. Like, came out of uni, did a bit of traveling, came back, didn't really know what to do. Went to Udemy, bought a dropshipping course. Yeah. I didn't really go through it, but, you know, it was intriguing. And, like, obviously, they get you in with that get rich quick scheme and, and the ability to start something without uh, paying for any stock, in theory. And move to, well, and move to Bali as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's That's literally 100,000 people that have been through that process. <laughs> Yep. Or, yep. or sort of like done those courses and, and stuff like that. So, and when I started out in my career, um, I, I remember looking into it and thinking, okay, this is, this is really something that makes so much sense. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, so, uh, I mean, I can easily go on to sort of like the next section, but I kind of fully yep. understand why it's appealing. I think actually the other thing that I'll probably point out is just the amount of people that I get contacted that, they basically said they want to leave their full-time job or they want to spend more time with their kids or they need to get more money for retirement. 
and they've been told that drop shipping is a really, really good way of doing it and they can basically do it for $500. So somebody mm. is basically saying you can secure your financial future with $500. And the way that we work as human beings is that we look for something to confirm our worldview. Our worldview is something that we believe and that we formed. And if somebody reinforces it, we're going to believe them. It's enough of a sort of like a leap. So this is why it is really, really appealing to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Like uh, I think as humans, we sort of look for the easy way and the fastest way. And drop shipping, well, the gurus make you tick those two boxes for sure. That's right. But um, well, we talk about why it's attractive, but I know you really want to get into this part. <laughs> why do they fail? <laughs> So I'm going to keep coming back to a central theme around this because really what I want people listening to this is to understand the concepts of this so that they, they can learn and when the next drop shipping whatever comes up, they can evaluate based on this. And that central theme is control. Yeah. want control. So everything is going to come back to control. And I appreciate that sounds a bit sort of like blue sky stuff, but it will keep coming back to this. So probably the best way that I can illustrate why dropshipping is a bad idea is tell you a experience that I had with it and what I saw somebody go through. So it would have been 2006 in the UK. Okay. And uh, I went wakeboarding because I always go wakeboarding and I love going wakeboarding. And one of the guys that was at the wakeboard lake um, was ran an, an online store and we just got chatting because that was my interest. Yep. And it turns out he's a dropshipper. He was dropshipping tools. So this is very early on in the piece because it's 2006. Was that 14, 15 years ago now? Yep. He was selling tools on behalf of a tool manufacturer. And he was doing really well. Like he, this was in the days where basically the only way to market online was doing search engine optimization and PPC ads. Literally, Facebook... I think, I think you could probably get access to Facebook in 2006, but that was it. Yeah. So basically, if you ranked yeah. really well in SEO, you were going to clean up. This guy had basically somehow managed to jag a couple of links to his site from, it was like one of the old map websites or something. But anyway, it sort of like popped. So he was getting all this free traffic coming through, and he was making all these sales. He was the only business selling those products for the dropshipper. He had the most amazing year. It was fantastic. He'd turn up at the lake. He had his brand new van. He was like shouting everybody drinks and all these bits and pieces. But once you got chatting to him, he, he realized that he didn't actually know how he, he'd done it. He literally, he literally just stumbled across it. Anyway, I start working with him because things are starting to go downhill. He says, oh, we need to do more email marketing. I need some help with PPC. We need to do all these bits and pieces. So, like, okay, cool. But then as, as we kind of started working together a little bit more, basically it turns out what had happened was his sales were starting to go down because the business that was selling the products was basically opening dropshipping up to everybody else. So before he was the sole supplier, sorry, the sole online seller for the dropshipping. But the company manufacturing these tools went, well, wait a second, we've got this one guy selling it. What if we had two guys? What if we had 100 guys? Because they have a base price for the product. Let's say, yep. let's say it drills, you pay £100, and the, anything over £50 is the money to the dropshipper. Okay. 
So they start selling them off at 100, but then somebody goes, well, he's selling it for 100, so I'll sell it for 99. And they go, oh, well, he's selling it for 99, so I'll do it for 98, until you get all the way to the bottom. It's called a race to the bottom. So then yep. nobody's making any profit and nobody's making any sales. You don't have control over the product and who you're selling it to. So what then happened to this guy was he's literally overnight, his business pretty much just evaporated. It was literally over two months. So he built it up. Yep. He left his job. He did absolutely sort of like all of these bits and pieces because he thought this is never going to end. Yeah. It did. And then Amazon came in and people were saying all the products on Amazon as well. And because he didn't have yep. control of the supply, which means he didn't have control of the price, he didn't have control of his business. And what happens when you're not in control? It's fun for a little bit, but stuff goes wrong yep. pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like, yeah, I agree. Like with, yeah, you need control over your business because you, like, for example, let's say you're more, say you're running a very successful store, you're doing dropshipping, right? And you're selling, I don't know, like this phone, like a phone case, right? And it's a particular design. What if that manufacturer stops manufacturing that that phone case? Your whole business is gone, yeah. you know? So that's, that's um, it at a, a fundamental level, but there's, there's so many other problems with it as well, right? So that's somebody that's, yeah. so he admits he got lucky. He got some really good organic rankings. And remember, anybody that's listening to this, this was 2006. Right? Yeah. So if you, if you are thinking, I can set up a dropshipping business based on just doing sort of like SEO, you're dreaming. Yeah. Unless yeah. you are an absolute SEO ninja, you are dreaming. You need a combination of lots of different traffic to get there. And to do that, you've got to pay for it. To pay yeah, for exactly. it, you have to have a good margin on the product. If you don't have a good margin on the product, you literally what's going to happen is you might be making 1% or 2%, so you're doing all this volume, and then you decide that you want to put in, let's say, afterpay, because afterpay is a really important way of paying. Afterpay yep. is 6%. 6% is going to come off your margins, and you're only making 3%, so now you're making minus 3%, just for yeah. one little change. Yeah, exactly. You're not in control. Yeah. You have to be able to control all of these different things. And again, uh, harping on the control is that all the successful businesses that I have worked in, there's certain aspects that are always the same. One is that there's always somebody that's very creative and there's always somebody that's very good operationally, but also yep. they're in control of the business and it's slow, steady growth. It's consistent. Temptation yep. is, yep, okay, it's going to do a million dollars and then and then drop off. What you want is you want to be making, you know, hundreds of thousands each year for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. And then sort of grows. And the only way to do that yep. is if you've then got control. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I can keep going on this sort of like forever. So <laughs> of all the reasons why it's wrong. So yeah. Well, do you have like a, like a little dot point list or anything? Like you know, maybe just shout out some well, basic reasons. Uh, yeah. Then... Let, 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 let me talk through like a couple of others. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's yeah. somebody that's done, that's somebody done well by pure, pure luck. Right? Yeah. Now let's yep. look at the other end, which is the most common thing that happens. This is what will happen to 99% of people who try and drop ship. They're going to set up a website. They're probably not website developers or haven't set up websites before. They might have done one. They might go and set up a Shopify store. And what they're going to do is they're not really going to think about the products. They're thinking about all the money that they're going to make. So they'll just import a load of random products and it will look all over the shop. There'll be just like different image sizes and all these bits and pieces. And it's the same product image and the same description that is on another thousand dropshipping websites that's available. So you'll then search for any given product and there's going to be a thousand other websites that come up because everybody's trying to, trying to do this. Yeah. No value is being created. 
and any successful business that you control, you create value. Yeah. So that value's not happening. But they'll then set up this basic website and then they go, right, I'm going to go do some Facebook ads. So I was having a conversation with a lady the other day who had been told that for $500, she could have a, a dropshipping website set up and all she had to do was run ads at it and pick a couple of products and she was going to be able to leave her full-time job. And I said, it's really not that simple. It's actually incredibly difficult because Facebook advertising and other online advertising take quite a lot to learn. Yeah. And literally, her words were, they say it's really easy. It can't be that hard to set up a Facebook advert. Like, it's not a Facebook advert. It's multiple Facebook adverts targeting different things. Learning yep. how to use the Facebook ad manager actually takes quite a while. It's many people's full-time job. That's all they do. Yeah, exactly. And so, the like this scenario, what is going to happen is you're going to start drop shipping. You might buy pay somebody to set it up or something like that and you're going to get this thing at the store and nobody's and very few people are going to come through it so you've got to pay to get people to come through it if you can't afford to pay to get people to come through it you're not going to make any sales because uh, an e-commerce website will convert at say one percent plus maybe six if you're incredibly lucky it's probably more like sort of like two so you've got to pay yep. to get the traffic to come through so if you don't so if the appeal has been it costs no money to set up. You don't have any money to put into advertising or any advertising sort of like skills. You're not going to get anybody there. You're not going to make sales. You're going to spend all of your time making up this website that essentially doesn't create any type of value in any way, shape or form of which there is another thousand sort of like of. Yeah. I'm ranting. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, just, I've seen so many people go through it that you sort of, like, yeah. the, thing that, the thing that amazes me is say when you got in contact, Simon, was like, oh, you, so I've been looking for somebody who's, who's against dropshipping. I just can't seem to find that many people outside of the, the business that sort of like do this. And for me, I was amazed that this is just not common knowledge. But then I realized how much I know and have been through that my, and every person I talk to is like, oh, really? Like, I've had really good friends that are incredibly smart. Go, oh, I was thinking about doing that. It's like, when you you break it down and go yeah, through it? exactly. It, it's, it, it, you get to the casino, check a grand on, the, on like, a number. You're better yeah, off that. exactly way. the same. You've got no control over that too, you know? <laughs> exactly, that's it. It's, yeah, yeah. It, exactly, it, it's control, right? You can't yeah, control yeah. the traffic that's coming in, et cetera, and, 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 and all, these, all these types of things, basically. Yeah. I'll, I'll make uh, one last point from perhaps my end. Like obviously, Key Space, we work with uh, e-commerce business owners, and we send stuff out. So you can spot a drop shipping business by looking at their shipping policy and seeing how long it takes to deliver something. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> uh, you know, like Americans expect think delivery within a day or the <laughs> same day. Australians are a bit more lenient because we're so far apart from each other, and we kind of give each other a bit of slack. So it's like two to three days. Yeah. But, you know, you see like 30 days for some products. What, you know, like why? <laughs> what a great point. So in, yeah. in the UK, the expectation is next day delivery, US or like the same, Australia, yeah. two days, right? Yeah. And it, successful e-commerce store. I remember learning this from a massive retailer that I was competing against. I ended up talking to over a couple of beers once and he basically said, trick to e-commerce is give people a good range and get it to them quickly. Yeah, and so fundamentally, with drop shipping, you you place the order, and it's most likely coming from Hong Kong or somewhere like that. And but it's normally anywhere from like, you know, it can be like twenty or thirty days, as you say. 
before yeah. people then get the product. So what then happens is, even if you are making sales, which are most likely to be unprofitable because your margins are really, really low, you've then got to spend all your time dealing with people going, where's my stuff, where's my stuff, and then refunding them. So then yeah. everybody that's selling these dropshipping courses basically just says, oh, you've got to manage their expectations, so just make it really clear it's going to come in 20 days. People don't read websites. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. If people read instructions and followed everything, the world would be incredibly efficient. We're human beings. We have an expectation of this is going to be here in a couple of days. So you, you're literally destroying any type of value. Yeah, exactly. Can I, yeah. also, can I also just tell you another story that, that sure. I found through dropshipping? Go for it, go for it. <laughs> so I, was, I, was working at, um, I was working at a co-working space in Brisbane. Yep. Got chatting to, uh, to a guy um, that worked in e-commerce. He used to work for a makeup business. Fascinating guy, made their own products, sold through. He'd understood fundamentally what needs to do. Anyway, we got chatting about dropshipping, and he said, oh, I've got a couple of mates doing dropshipping, and it is just the most absolute hit or miss thing in the world. What they do is they just try and find something that's going to work, and they try trying lots of different variations. And if it works, they just throw all their money at it and then hope that the product's going to get delivered. And they're literally looking for like a hit out of 50 that they're doing. And then, then what happened was they didn't manage their accounts that well. So then they've, they've done all this revenue, right? So they owe all the GST and they've then had to put that money into the advertisements to keep it sort of like going, weren't making any profit. So then they've got to get the next hit to pay the next tax bill. Because they're not oh, organized God. and you're just, just digging themselves into this massive hole. I'm like, that is not a business that is in control. And yeah. that is not, me personally, that is not something that I would ever want anybody sort of like to, to, to go through. I guess we, we spoke about this next point already. Do you think dropshipping simplicity leads to its downfall? Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, 100%. That is the, because again, it comes back to this worldview, doesn't it? Of the, well, there's going to be people listening to this that want to start their own business. Good, do it. It is the best thing you will ever do. It absolutely changed my life. When I started working for myself, it was fantastic. I want everybody to, to experience that. Yeah. Um, but, it's difficult to work out what you then want to, to go and do and it offers a very it offers that simple solution. Whereas you know, you, you guys run um you guys run a three PL. It's uh it, it's a grind, right? Yeah. It's a grind to build up slowly because you're in control of the business. And you hear about these stories of, of oh this business is sold for X amount of million and da, 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 and all this stuff. And they're never overnight successes. They've been building for like 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Every business owner that I've seen that has built a business and made a life-changing sum of money, that's life's work. Exactly. Whereas the drop shipping thing is, we did, I had this, <laughs> it's great. The adverts that I run, I get these amazing comments from drop shippers. Yeah. And uh, it will basically say, oh yeah, 1.2 million in four months. Like, yeah, that's bad, isn't it? And like, in four months. So how long did that keep going for? And um, what was your gross profit margin after you paid for everything, including your time and stuff like that? And all these yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio silence. <laughs> yeah. You're like one point, you're like 1.2 million revenue by like 1.1995. 1. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. And so literally, like, the, the, the yeah, margins and error are so know? small. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. You know, and then, uh, and then like, a tax bill sort of, like, wipe you out. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, yeah, like, I think that that covers maybe the logistical side to it and maybe the business model side, like what we just spoke about. But the last point I want to make is about branding. Do you think oh. that dropshipping stores' inability to create a brand, their own unique brand, you know, does that highlight the importance of like branding and trust overall? I love this question. I think this is this is actually the, this is the crux of it. So if we go back to control, um, so there's, um, there's a business that I work with. They sell um, sell beds, yeah, and um, they had built up a lot of their sales on eBay, and I'll, I'll get to the branding branding bit. I promise. And what had happened was they were having, so they were buying stock. They were buying stock and reselling it, which I highly encourage people to do because you make great gross margins. There's more of a commitment to sort of like to doing it. But if you're going to run your own business, you've got to take the leap. <laughs> it's scary. It's really, really scary. Yeah. But you've got to take a calculated leap. Anyway, they were selling lots and lots of products on, on eBay. But what was happening was that product was getting copied Literally, people were taking their images, going to the same factories, and then getting that stuff made. Um, they were getting their stuff blocked at sort of like the ports and all, all these sort of like really weird things. Because what they were doing was they were coming up with these really weird brand names that kind of sounded like they were selling beds at Harvey Norman, like Dolcio, something or whatever. I can't, I can't even remember. It. it was that weird. Yeah. So, so what I did when I started working with them is I was like, okay. The value, and, and this is what I've seen from working with um, literally hundreds of e-commerce brands, is the ones that excel are the ones that nail branding. Because branding creates value, and you can, uh, and it's easier to control. So what we did was we basically like, focused on the individual brand. The actual brand name wasn't great, but that didn't matter. It's what the brand stood for. So we started making everything to reinforce that message. And the message for them was it's a really good product at a great price, but it looks amazing. We changed all the product names. We changed the way that it was photographed. Um, we reinforced the brand name. And that essentially becomes, for anybody that reads anything to do with sort of Warren Buffett, your economic moat. That makes the difference. That's what protects you. Because essentially, it's still a bed at the end of the day. And somebody else can go and get that, done, get that made. The brand is what makes the absolute difference. And branding is how a business makes somebody feel. Yeah. That's what people then buy. And to back to your point, with drop shipping, you're not building a brand. You're not building a business. You are literally a modern-day door-to-door salesman. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Yeah, 100%. No, value's being created. Value, yeah, exactly. value is within, the, within these brands. That, because what's happening at the moment is, you know, if you take Shopify's um, mantra, it's like arm the rebels, as in everybody yeah. gets like a, a Shopify store, is that it's... Yes, there's an opportunity at the moment. There's an amazing opportunity, but it's going to become so much more competitive and mm-hmm. people's attention and their dollars are going to become much harder to then get to. That's so it. you have to make a point of difference. And the biggest point of difference is brand because it's the way it makes people feel. A lot of people think brand is like the color and the font choice that they sort of like make. Yeah. It's not. It's every action that a business takes. A business is like a person. If a person says they're going to do something, but they don't actually follow through, you don't trust them. If a business yep. says, we are more, we're, I know, 
sushi and uh, the sushi shop opposite that we're sushi <laughs> and much much more it's like well, what do you yeah. mean much much more i don't understand what that is you're not really delivering on it whereas if there's yeah. a brand that says something and then does it you trust the brand if you trust the brand you're going to buy from the brand and nobody trusts anything that's online yeah so there's the trust that you build within the brand within itself and that's yeah. that if, once you understand brand you crack e-commerce sales it just yeah it for adds. sure and that's how you get the reoccurring sales too you know like with drop shipping you, don't you think i don't think that someone who buys once off a drop shipping store waits 20 days and they come back for more no. you know when they could buy similar products that uh from a, from a number store you can get the whole experience in maybe two days yeah. you could do it you could actually get 15 different products that's right <laughs> in and theory you know as i'm sure as i'm sure you know you know the most the 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 marketing channel with the highest return on spend is email marketing. That's repeat yep. purchases. Yep. So a lot of the time you're driving people in pretty much cost neutral with Facebook ads, Google ads, or what have you. Yeah. Then the repeat sales often come through email marketing. Whereas a lot, the way drop shipping does work, the way that you see these people do sort of like, oh, we did a million dollars in sales and stuff like that. We'll talk about profit and stuff later. But how you got that revenue is it's an impulse buy. I've nearly exactly. done it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember waking up one morning, seeing an Instagram ad for this projector, and it's sort of that projected, you know, like a TV program sort of like onto the wall, and it was like forty nine dollars or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty yeah. good. And like, and I was like, wait a second, that that's a drop shipping ad, isn't it? Because they yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. they nearly catch me. So then you go on Alibaba, see how much they're charging. You look at the reviews for the product, and you go, the the light wasn't sort of like enough, and it was terrible, and sort of like what have you. But that's yep. somebody who knows the way that it works. I've been in this business a long time. So there's going to be lots of people that go, yep, bang, I'll do it. It's an impulse buy. It's not a buying with buying into a brand. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, really good question and an incredibly good point around sort of like drop shipping. You're not building something long-term that you have control over that's your, your brand. Yeah. Uh, any other points to make about why drop shipping sucks before we get on to some talk about boom e-commerce? Oh. I think no, I think I'll, I think I could go on forever, but I'm sure everybody who's listening to this gets that. Yeah, all right. This, you know, I, I think we've made a couple of sort of like pretty strong points here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the biggest one is, as you said, control. It all comes back down to control. That's right. You know, it's like you know, as yeah. I said before, it's like going to the lottery or something. Right? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Let me just reinforce this point then. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the control yep. is that you could spend all of your time building this store working out sort of like how to do these things and to be honest that'd be a good education on making sort of like a website but it's not going to get you where you want to go to you could spend years doing this and then literally overnight it's gone yeah because somebody True. undercuts you on price and they're not delivering you or your app or your facebook ad account gets shut down like you're only running ads through facebook that happens all the time not just to drop shippers to like regular businesses yeah exactly it's it's a complete and utter nightmare it's a it's an absolute crapshoot to close off the podcast, let's talk about your, your new uh, business that you got going there, Boom e-commerce. So who does Boom e-commerce help? Who's the target audience for you? So, uh, so Boom is aimed at anybody in Australia that's running an e-commerce store or wants to run an e-commerce store and actually wants to hear the truth about what it's like. As in, you can do really well at it, it's hard work and it's going to take a while. So I was going to all of the Shopify meetups and some people listening to this might have been to the one in Perth. Um, I spoke yep. to the one in Perth last, last year. They're all in Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, Sydney, et cetera, and stuff like that. 
lots of people, probably people that listen to this podcast where they've got the idea they want to do that, they want to learn sort of like more about it, or they've got something up and running, or they want to scale up a little bit more. And what I was finding was that, um, say, the agency that I used to work for is one of the largest independent um, e-commerce agencies in Australia, was that we had a minimum threshold of what we would take people on for, as in like the amount of money. And the mass majority of people that were going to these events, they didn't have that money to be able to do it, but they had a good idea and they could do it. It it is possible, but they just didn't know what that next step was. So as a consultant, there's a minimum amount of money that I have to charge because I only work with a handful of brands. I literally have five businesses that I work directly with that I'll help across all marketing channels. I'll help them run the business, literally everything. Like today, I was sat in a finance meeting with one of my clients. I can only do that for a limited amount. So when people approach me about, hey, can you help me with our business? Like, I can't do that because then I would have to make a compromise on other clients and let them down. It's like, well, what if I was to digitize all the lessons that I've learned and I go through with my clients to help other Australians do this? Because this is, this is, this is a really golden opportunity that's happening sort of like right now. So yep. what Boone does is there's, there's a couple of um, calls to action, should we say. So there's free e-commerce tips that you can get. You literally sign up. And these are the absolute golden nuggets that I've kind of worked on and sort of like use that you can action. Um, like, yep. example, really good ad copy that you can use, how to deal with returns, all these bits and pieces. Yeah, that's there's good. There's also a course that I've just released. It's called Is Your E-commerce Business Setup for Success? And it's basically it's a paid course where you go through and you see what the four most important e-commerce metrics are. And I'll tell you, it's not traffic and likes. Um, you get to compare it to yours or know what you're aiming to do. It'll explain why dropshipping is a terrible idea, which we've covered quite sort of like well here. But yep. more importantly, what the alternatives are. And I'll tell everybody now, you really want to be buying stock and then selling that. Now, as much as, and sorry, I'm diverting a little bit here, but I, I feel it's important to, to help the listeners. Yep. As much as we've been just spent the last half an hour bashing sort of like dropshipping, mm. you can start that way to learn a little bit. But let's say you wanted to build a wallet brand and, you want, and it wanted to be your own brand. You could start dropshipping wallets as in you just do a couple, see if the market's ready for it. And as soon as you've got any type of traction, you then develop your own wallet. Even if it's you're taking a wallet and just rebranding it and giving it a different angle, you buy that product and then you can sort of like grow from there because mm. your margins are so much bigger and there's much more, there's a greater yeah. sort of like margin for error basically. But that's scary because you've got to chuck a load of money down. You've got to go, exactly. I've got to buy two or three grand worth of stuff here and I might not sell it. But I can tell you the people that are really successful in any businesses, they basically give it a nudge. And it doesn't always work out. They just roll. Yep. There's a guy I know that ran a very successful marketing agency. He, his wife worked for us. And I always remember hearing this story about how he bought, it's like 10 grand worth of USB cables or something like that. And they right. could sell them, but they ended up setting an agency and like, you know, got a million dollar payoff because the approach is trying different things. You have yep. to try these things. So back on Boom, it's giving people that insight without the bullshit. Yep. That's exactly what, what they need to do. And it's designed for Aussies. It's not, um, I, I appreciate that I have an English accent. I'm technically sort of like Australian. I've, I've worked here for, for a long time now. And it, it's designed to help everybody. We talk about GST. We talk about some of the uh, shipping logistic challenges, how much it costs to get a website set up, 
percentages that you want to be spending on advertising, the margins that you want to be sort of like working for. Uh, somebody that went through the course actually described it as, I did a drop shipping course and there were so many holes in it. It was like a big donut. But I did yours and it just filled that hole. I knew exactly what I needed to do. And it really made me look at sort of like the approach that I was doing it. Yep. I was like, perfect. If everybody feels that way going through this, yep. I'm happy. Yeah, perfect. Um, actually, one, one question I probably could mention because you guys help early stage businesses, as you said. We get lots of people who are interested in e-commerce and it's like, how much money should I uh, have to start my own e-commerce store? I've heard I can do it for 500. Some other people say 10,000 so you've got more uh, reason for it to make it to be a success. Like, what do, you, what do you think? What's your opinion on that? This is actually something that I cover in the course and it's um, based off quite a lot of calculations. So unfortunately, I can't give that IP away at the moment. Because <laughs> it, it's, it, it, but let's put it this way, it's a lot more than $500. Your training is available to for everyone in Australia, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So it, yeah. I mean, technically it's available sort of like worldwide. It's just boomecommerce.com.au. Yep. The, the whole point is that the course content is designed for Australians. For Australians, it's, yeah. There's nothing worse than when you get some training and somebody will sort of like talk about sales tax or nexus in the US. That's basically every every state in the US is pretty much a different com- country with tax reasons. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I've read I've read that like yeah. Someone so that, that then becomes confusing if you're trying to set something up sort of like here. It's it's really it's absolutely designed for for Aussies. For um, Aussies, perfect. And it's based on e-commerce businesses in Australia that I've I've worked with. So it. Because there's nothing worse than you're excited about doing something. You're excited about setting up an e-commerce store. You then invest some money in working out the best way to do it. But then the next steps aren't really, really. And you think about it, I suppose that's really everything against this podcast, isn't it? It's, the, you know, it's your call to action. You want to know what that next step is so that you can keep yep. moving forward. Because you're not necessarily going to hit the goal straight away. But as long as you are moving towards it, then you're winning. You might be going slow some days, you might be going real fast the others, but as long as you're moving towards it, you need to know what those next steps are. So you know, I, I've done some courses sort of like in my time and you sort of, you just, oh, that's, that's kind of what we're looking for, but I'm not really sure it's just a bit sort of like kind of blue ocean. So there's yeah, quite a few yeah, numbers yeah. and stuff sort of like in there as well. And I know yeah. at the end we're going to talk about some next steps. I've got some really good reads for everybody. Yeah, cool. Um, one question is a bit more left field. How important is building a community in e-commerce? Oh, it's everything. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, on so many levels. So let's say from a learning level. So most people listening to this are wanting to learn. They're wanting to get insights. The best thing that you can do is form a group of other people that are learning at the same time. And then you can bounce ideas around with them. That, it, me personally, that's how I learn. I learn the most from other people that I work with. And that's been an interesting challenge as like a, an independent contractor going from having a team of 45 people where you can bounce ideas around. Whereas I've mm. developed my own network, so I know when I've, say, got a problem with Clavio, who I then go to, if I've got a problem with Facebook, who I'll go to, or a website development problem, or, or what have you, you know who to then go to. So from a learning point of view, absolutely. Um, yep. I, I would highly encourage everybody here to go to the next Shopify meetup in their city. So anybody listening in Perth, the guys over at the Cup, they've run a really, really good one. I'm not sure when the next yep. one will be because of all the, the COVID stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you will meet people there that will teach you so much more than just reading 
blogs and stuff like that because the problem about reading online is you don't know who to trust you don't know what sort of like the ulterior ulterior motive is yeah whereas you're probably very good at something and somebody else is very good at something so you can then share information with them absolutely 100 percent key community 100 percent. yep awesome uh so Last question, I guess. Okay. It's the one, it's the reason why we call it your call to action. <laughs> uh, to end the podcast, we ask our guests to provide a call to action uh, to inspire our listeners to take that next step, as you were saying, um, to grow their e-commerce store. It can be anything. So, Ian, what is your call to action for am our I, listeners? Am I limited to one or can I give a couple? No, you can give multiple. Okay, great. Go for it. Okay, yep. so, um, I mean, obviously a, a slight... I'm selling myself a little bit here, but genuinely, if you go to boomecommerce.com.au and sign up for the free no BS e-commerce tips, like honestly, that people have paid hundreds if not thousands of dollars to learn that type of stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm quite happy to tell sort of like people. These are just insights from working in the trenches of doing it. They really vary from there'll be some of how to set up ad, sorry ideas for ads to how you can track in-store sales from Facebook ads. So it can be really yep. complicated stuff. So if anybody's listening here and they're a bigger retailer, there's a, a real kind of like mix. That's a really easy next step to take. And they'll come through every other day. It's not spammy. It's purely just, these are just the, this is sort of like the good stuff. That's it. Yep. I would say generally, you really want to educate yourself. You a broad reading statement, but the more that you start learning, the more you'll be able to join the dots together. And if something seems a little bit off, I can almost guarantee you it is. Hence the drop shipping sort of like chat. If you've ever thought, oh, <laughs> drop shipping, that sounds a bit too easy. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. once you start to put all these other resources together, then, then it's really going to help. On a branding side, and coming back to that really good question, there is a book that I read that absolutely changed the way that I see the world. And I do not say that lightly. So it's a book by Seth Godin, and it's called All Marketers Are Liars. And actually, he said, it should be called All Marketers Are Storytellers. And the premise of the book is how you build, how small businesses build a brand. And it's essentially through storytelling. I know everybody says that, but it explains it beautifully. And then you go, oh, that's why they do that. And it's very, oh. very actionable. So you think about cool. building an e-commerce store. And as we talked about, brand is absolutely key. If you want to understand it at a, a visceral level, like a really deep cellular level, read all marketers are liars. It's absolutely amazing. Next one would then be, um, there's another really good book. It's actually written by an Aussie guy in Brisbane. Uh, he's a friend of mine, and he is an e-commerce accountant. Okay. So he is so bang on the numbers, and I learned a huge amount from him. Uh, the yep. book is called Stark Naked Numbers. Okay. You can buy Stark, on, naked Stark Naked Numbers. You can buy it on Amazon, and basically it, gives, it tells two stories of somebody running an agency and running an e-commerce store. And yep where it's working and where it's not working to understand Thank you for listening to your call to action. And I know this episode has been sponsored by Keepspace. Do you run an e-commerce business? Is picking and packing your orders getting you down? Send your products to us. Um, And then a final plug from me, if you are really serious about doing an e-commerce business, with an idea you've got one going, I highly recommend doing forward slash your call to action to get an amazing opportunity. Or what to look out for when you are setting stuff up. 
It's not going to tell you how to set up a Shopify store with all the individual settings and bits. There's loads of yep. free stuff out there that you can sort of like get this. This is going to help you build a solid foundation that will give you a business that you can then eventually sort of like control. Awesome. Uh, so if anyone wants to get in contact with you maybe or get uh, or Boomy Commerce, uh, do you have an email or anything? LinkedIn. Yeah, so, so I'm really active on LinkedIn. Love LinkedIn. It's, it's fantastic. Feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn. So it's, it's Ian Calvert, which is I-A-I-N Calvert, not Lane. If you want to have a laugh, connect with me and call me Lane. I do enjoy those. Um, <laughs> the, and then probably the other one would be through boomecommerce.com.au. Uh, yep. The email address is g'day at boomecommerce.com.au. Awesome. Well, thanks heaps, Ian, for jumping on. It's really, really good. Finally, we have someone to talk about why dropshipping is not a great idea and why it sucks. Uh, and it's also just good to have someone like yourself on just to really... Uh, um, I'm lost for words. Articulate the essence of e-commerce. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, no worries, mate. Thanks. Yeah, so I guess with that... Thanks again and for the next until the next episode. Uh, see you guys around. See you later.